When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I get to pick things that we root against. This is very exciting. Right down your alley. (laughs) (laughs) All right, just to uh, remind everybody, so the snake draft today is going to be for in honor of the Boston Celtics maybe getting eliminated tonight. Let's like knock on wood, hope that happens. Um, But we love to hate the Celtics. We love to root against the Celtics. All right, so uh, we're going to draft teams, athletes that we love to root against. The order is Travis, Taylor, Emily, Allen, then back up and then back down again. Three picks total. All right, so Travis, let's throw you off. So I'm going to go with just kind of a very sportsy one right out of the gate. And for the reasons that Emily mentioned, okay, it's a basketball one. It's from when I was a kid and it's when this stuff was absolutely the most important thing in my life year after year after year. And it's Larry Bird. And it was Larry Bird because he was awesome. It was Larry Bird because he was the exact opposite of Magic Johnson in every possible way, in personality, in game, and just other than they were both amazing players. And he gave the Lakers and Magic the Mm. business frequently. And he was so – at the time, I didn't get it. I miss having someone to hate that much. I really miss it. Larry Bird, first one off the board. Larry Bird is my number one choice. Al? Um, All right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor. You shouldn't have said it. Excuse me. I kind of wanted to. I wanted for it. <laughs> okay, for my first pick, I'm going to choose. I don't know if you can really say they're arch enemies or rivals of the Minnesota Twins because they've always come out on top and beat them in the playoffs. But the evil empire, the team that was buying teams before buying teams was a thing, the New York Yankees, my number one choice. Ooh, wow. I have just a great... I thought this was going to take it off the board. I know you, I know you weren't going to take it, but... I think everyone knows what I'm going to yeah. say. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of <laughs> respect and hate. Yeah, okay, so uh, I do respect his talent, and I think that he's a fine quarterback. And but he did beat my my beloved Stillers in the Super Bowl, and Stillers. since then have just been. You know, he's him and I are just adversaries, I guess, and he doesn't even know it yet. So Aaron Rodgers is my first pick. Yeah, yes. not shocked there. Um, <laughs> I don't think this one will be too big of a shock as well. Um, I genuinely, from my soul, hate Dean Spanos. <laughs> I want to say that again. There's some people that just hate on the outside. I hate from the inside. In your DNA. In the core. <laughs> I hate Dean Spanos. I love it. He is my number one. Number two, I, I shouldn't give them this much credit. And it's not like they've even done anything. Why do I have such a difficult time with the Clippers? Yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> Why that's is a, that? That's a slee thing, but it's there, your list. Let me, let me tell you, there was a time where Michael said that he'd rather see the Celtics win a championship than the Clippers. I don't get that. I don't understand why we're like this. Now, yeah. that I, I wouldn't go that extreme because the 17-17. The They've never been in the Lakers' way. But the Clippers just get in. I don't know what it is about them. Put Clippers in my number two. <laughs> All right, so my second pick is not going to go where you guys think it's going to go. 
It's not that person. Uh, the next person is some is a deep seated hatred. It's, is it the kid that you ran against for vice president? No, in not Jake Hockman. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one has to do with uh, a time at UVA. This person. Oh, I know who it is. Uh, honestly, oh. would always Bucks? mess with us. Always yeah. is the reason we would lose to yeah. this team, yep. and in the most infuriating way. And he is still doing the same stuff in the NBA right now. So Grayson <laughs> Allen. I knew, I knew. The second you said UVA, yeah, I we knew, knew it was. It, we I had knew it, it was Grayson Allen. Taylor. Okay, so from the NBA, my least favorite current player on any team, I think this is what makes the NBA good. It's because you have your heroes, you have your villains, and it's, it's fun to root against somebody. And I guess that's what this whole draft is about. But Draymond Green for the Warriors, mm, for whatever reason, just always, I don't know. Like I think it's the, I'm pretending that I'm doing something, and I'm pretending I'm not doing it. I don't know, the whole playing the innocence card just always gets to me, and kicking people below the belt is also not cool. Trav? All right. So this this one is entirely personal. It's not even necessarily connected to his team beat my team or anything like that. I already took care of that in the first round. I'm going to take care of it on the flip side. But in the middle here, it's just the utter lack of authenticity in this person. The fact that every single thing that he does to writing his his wife a love letter to how to clap on the sidelines of an NBA game on don't how you to do it. high five people don't coming you out of a tunnel that don't do exist and a commercial with let's ride you stop i am taking you ever done anything dangerous <laughs> that's the man give me russell wilson in my second spot because everything about that guy makes my skin crawl okay. other than he has a very lovely and talented wife um the giants San Francisco Giants. I, okay. I can't be a Dodger fan and not have. I still see Joe Morgan's stubby little arm up in the air as he's going around first base at Candlestick Park after hitting that home run against the Dodgers to knock the Dodgers. The Giants won like 11 games that year, but they showed up to beat the Dodgers. Joe Morgan was so far past his prime at this point. Joe Morgan, Hall of Famer, but he couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. And there's that arm in the air, home run, running around, Dodger season over, Tommy Lasorda looking like somebody just ran over his dog so i gotta have the san francisco giants taylor okay for my last pick i you guys know me you know i have to choose a los angeles laker and it's it's gonna be i think surprising to some of you uh it's not Shaq, even though he called the the kings the sacramento queens it's, <laughs> it's not kobe for all the times he ripped out the lakers hearts it's not even robert ori for that infamous shot it's actually Derek fisher for whatever reason, that little D guy, fish. that little guy, got just you, got under my skin. Is and there a little uh, Russell a, Wilson in there for you? Is that part of it? Russell Wilson? Yeah, a little disingenuousness from Fish. I think, yeah. I mean, after he retired, I think some things might have come out about him that you know, it, he maybe not be the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> and I, I got that some, of, yeah, some of the Russell Wilson from him too. I thought you were going to do Joe Buck because of all the, you know, you do that drop <laughs> disgusting of disgusting. Oh act man, that's, all the that's, time. that's a good choice actually. Uh, it's not my pick. I am not a, a Joe Buck hater necessarily. He hasn't done me wrong. Uh, but so I'm going to go three for three on individuals here, just because I like to have um, beefs. <laughs> specifically so this person uh he went up against my beloved Steelers a lot so he and he beat the Steelers a lot and I think the key phrase of this draft is love to root against so no matter how many times this person is playing no matter how much their greatness because there's a lot of respect he's one of the, he is the greatest of all time but I respect him and I love to root against him Tom Brady. Oh, okay. So Tom Brady is my third pick. Beat the Steelers a lot. Compete against him in the AFC. Had to go through him every year. And I love to see him lose in the postseason, which doesn't happen all the time. All right, Alan, uh, round us out. 
All right, I'm going to close this out. I don't know if this qualifies. Jealousy. Does jealousy qualify in something like this? I don't follow. I'll tell you where I'm jealous. The Dodgers don't look at the Padres as anything. I hate that. <laughs> okay? Like you just said, you just said that instantly you went with the Giants, right? Did, did Joe Morgan, he ruined their season. Mace, Bobby, I remember Robbie Thompson. I remember Mace would say, "Oh, the cute little Padres," yeah. right? Like almost like he's squeezing Tossle the cheek hair. right here, okay? <laughs> sure. Every single year, the only thing Padre fans worry about is the Dodgers. You can have respect for how a franchise is run, and you could also be incredibly jealous of them being so you, ran you want that jealousy well. Jealousy and not the Dodgers themselves? No, I want the Dodgers. Oh, sure. Because of jealousy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great reason. There I'm is, also jealous of Tom Brady. Like, that's. Yeah. yeah. There is incredible. Or maybe even this is a perfect example for Taylor with the Yankees. You're jealous that they had that much success. This is why the Clippers doesn't make sense to me. The Dodgers are in your way. You know, actually, the the one thing that I when I thought about the Clippers, and I would like to replace them, is it too late to replace them? We can we'll see. I already sent a list to social, so sorry. Really well, no, you haven't because I haven't. You, you didn't even write Dodgers down yet. <laughs> I did. You see it on what the is screen. It? Paul Pierce. Ooh, I like that. Paul Pierce, uh, so I hate more than the Clippers. You give my permission to change it. Taylor, can we uh, okay, vote sure. the commissioner? Uh, we'll change it. I'll, yeah. I'll send another email. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it to you, Slee. I love how the fact that you had to reply all. Inconvenient. <laughs> they, they have to go to her sent items. Strike Clippers, add Paul Pierce. <laughs> she can't do it. Pure yeah. jealousy of the Dodgers. That's and great. It, and it, hate, it kills me when you say, like, you don't even recognize that they're even in the NL West. Yeah, I mean, they really haven't been. <laughs> but we'll see. Other we'll than see. four games. You know, that's you, it. Here's how you know that it's not the Padres. I really like going to Padre games. <laughs> like I when, I, when I turn on a Padre game, I'm not even necessarily rooting against them. It's like, yeah, they're playing the Giants, kick their who ass. Was, who was saying? Funches was saying a couple days ago. He's like, man, I really want to get down to Petco. I'm like, I'm like, awesome. He's like, I'm going to wear my Dodger jersey. I'm like, yeah. well, they're not even playing the Dodgers. So I wear my Dodger hat when I go. Why not? That's fair. How about this one, M? This is from Animal Fries. Well done. With the 432nd pick in the most dislikable <laughs> sports figure, we have a trade between Travis Rogers and Emily Hebel. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I feel like you and I could keep going for quite oh, some oh, time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That we get... I thought that we were the people on the list. Well, here's, no, 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 here's no, the no, funny. That we have a lo- 432nd pick. Uh, yeah, I could I could go longer. The fact that we have did... We've Chancellor done High this, School? <laughs> we've done this for... I don't know, probably a couple months now where we're doing the draft order. I don't think we've ever used the full 12 minutes of a segment, <laughs> and we today. used it on the most hated. Like, a lot of these are done five, six in, fun. five, six minutes in. Emily, tell me the name of the kid that beat you for class president again. Uh, uh, class secretary. Class secretary. Uh, Jake Hopple. Jake Hopple? Yeah. Okay, I really want to remember that name. Paul I, Pierce I, feels so much better <laughs> that I put him there. It, it's a better choice. It's, I'm, I'm glad you changed it and... I, I feel better for you. I have Dean Pierce and the team that just owns the San your, Diego your Padres. Your list, regardless of your next two picks, was going to be the most personal because of the Spanos connection. Oh, yeah. Whatever came after that yeah. was going to pale in comparison. But the, the intensity of the dislike, you win. Like your dislike for that is more than the other eleven picks in the draft. Combined. What a piece of you know what. <laughs> but again, if you guys have people that you love to root against that we don't have on our list that are very personal to Get you or up. not, please send them in. Chris Paul, very, in. very. I, I wish I had Good. a couple more picks here. <laughs> 
welcome. Yeah. Come on in, embrace it. Isn't it warm in here, Slee? <laughs> NBA <laughs> reviews. I wanted I wanted to use oh, that. Soak in the warmth of your hatred. Right? Hatred, I feel like the, jealousy. I feel like the emperor from Star Wars. Feel your hate. What? Dark side. <laughs> the dark. Yeah. Come to the dark side, Slee. Uh, LeBron coming or going? Shams has a thought. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Somebody has uh, participation trophies in the things that they hate. (laughs) That's not bad. Just drafted things we like to root against. and It kind of went from athletes and teams we like to root against and just things that we hate. (laughs) Right? Like, Rooting against participation trophies is, I get it, the culture and all that, but it's just some little eight-year-old getting a soccer trophy. It's not that bad, is it? Heck, what do you do? uh, John Ireland. He really (laughs) hates participation trophies, and he really hates your trophy specifically. Well, ours isn't a participation trophy. It was was well-earned on the pickleball courts of Fountain Valley. Yeah, no, that was basically like the Stanley Cup. (laughs) That's what they want from us. Yeah, no doubt about it. Have you gone to look at the Brooks Kepka video yet? Should I need? You need I to see it. Emily, it. send him the Brooks Kepka video, please. It's uh, sure. it's interesting as well. All right, let's talk. Uh, I, I'm still waiting for the first person that heard LeBron say, and I got a lot of things to think about with regards to the game of basketball. Uh, Shams Charania was on with uh, McAfee, was it, Emily? Yeah, Pat McAfee. Yeah, he was on with Pat McAfee talking about how he interpreted that particular statement. Do I expect LeBron James to retire? I don't. I fully really? expect him to play next season. What? Um, all I've God. heard those comments is that he will be playing next season. That's my sense. But again, I think he's going to take the next couple months to really see where his, his head's at and see if he can get re-energized. And I- um, I, I Listen, I, I, I don't think there are that many people that do think that this guy is going to decide. I just watched the video, by the way. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> he didn't blink. <laughs> And the man didn't blink. Look, he's just locked look, in. Look at his face, like his nose in particular. He seems like he's, he's, got, cold. he's got a cold or something. It's chilly. It's a hockey <laughs> ring. There's a lot going on in that video. <laughs> seems to be having a nice time. but anyway. Yeah, he's got a lot going on there. Okay. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think anybody th- – this is – I didn't walk away from anything that happened after the Lakers season to think that – LeBron James was going to hang it up, or some of the trade rumors that were he's going to end up in Golden State. Okay, I also don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I think one thing's going to happen. I think LeBron James, when training camp starts next year, if he's healthy, he'll be at training camp. If he's not, he's just trying to recover he's getting healthy. To, to get healthy. Um, I don't see really any other scenario playing out. 
What I do see happening is LeBron James probably having a conversation with the front office. Guys, we clearly, we got close, but there's going to be so much more competition next year. I'm sure Bron was so disappointed in how the season finished because Denver was better, but they weren't, oh my gosh, we have no chance to beat the Denver Nuggets. I think it was... D'Lo, do you, they had to play perfect basketball to extend that series. It, they're they're not as good, but it, you're right. It's not they're not a million miles away. They're just a, a few miles away. What won't help either is Denver now knows they can beat the Los Angeles Lakers. They swept the Los Angeles Lakers. They're only going to get more and more confident in themselves from that perspective as sure, well. Sure, sure. Um, but I, I just I I don't think the Braun thing is much of a conversation for me. In that, I think the conversation is what does Braun want. What does Bron want? This offseason is LeBron James, is his number one goal, go get me Kyrie Irving? Is his number one goal, hey, you know what, guys? Rob, I got so much faith in what you did with this roster. Maybe even, I don't know how involved, but I'm sure he's involved. Yeah. If I step away and I really wanted Russell Westbrook to come here and it clearly didn't work out, if I get the hell out of the way, I got faith and I got trust that you guys do have the best interest of trying to make one more championship run. I'm just curious of what Braun wants. What does LeBron James want? And you said something yesterday. Does what LeBron want line up with what the Lakers want? Mm-hmm. And does it line up past where LeBron is gone? Does it still line up with the team? Yeah, the whole con- – the best read on it, I think, because, again, everybody is just like, no, nah, he's not retiring. I, I think everybody just immediately kind of dismissed that as incredibly unlikely, and, and I'm among them. My, my question is, I, I think the best scenario is he did it because he was just exhausted. It was what John was saying. It was what you were saying, that this was a long season with a ton of travel, and they played deep into the postseason. It was a very emotionally um, grueling season because think, think about this. Got injured right in the he middle got of it. Right People of telling him to not only that out. He broke the all-time NBA scoring record sure. this season. That feels like ten lifetimes ago. It happened True. this season, and I would imagine the 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 march towards that took some both physical and emotional toll, and and the the letdown and that let whatever it is whatever that letdown is after you reach that summit is something that you know you got to ramp it all back the way up again to go play in the playoffs that you do come up short that you have a unbelievable performance in in an elimination game that just simply as great as it was it wasn't good enough it wasn't good enough to will your team to victory which is something he'd already been able to do maybe it was the culmination it was a bad season with Russell Westbrook that just the thing was just toxic and radio I just there was just a lot of negativity at the early part of the season all of that stuff together was man I'm so tired I can't even think I don't know what I'm going to do next that that's fine that that is a human normal thing to do the other part is we're doing this passive aggressive I need what I need but I'm not going to tell you what I need you need to read my mind what I need I'm going to drop breadcrumbs that I need but I'm not going to tell you explicitly what it is that's that I Taylor want. talks to me it, it's it's just it's a weird and it's very LeBron mm-hmm. he, he's done it multiple times before and now it's the timeline so like, what are we doing on the one-year thing are we doing it on a two-year thing like what 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 is it exactly I don't know I wish it would just be a little bit more either not there at all where I'm going to talk to Rob about what I want it's none of your business we'll let you know when we make a decision or just say, look, I think we got to fix this, this, and this. That's fine. He's he's earned the right to do that. But this oddly cryptic messaging he does so frequently is 
I don't know if it's great for the organization because it's just one of those things like, what, what are we doing here? Are we going left, right, straight, backing up? What are we doing? I can't read your mind. I didn't think about this yesterday. Uh, did Lakers talk last night? Windhorse is on the show. And I asked how he interpreted Braun's comments. And he said that initially um, he, he was kind of kind of trying to figure out, was this just out of nowhere or was it scripted? Mm-hmm. He said, if you, li- if you listen to the last, the final question – that LeBron was asked during the postgame after they get swept. He made those comments at the end of his... He knew it was the last question coming. Right. So, Brian was basically saying, like, he had already, he thought, at least from his interpretation, this was already planned. The, I I don't know what I'm going to do? Yeah, because the question, the last question, did not necessarily tie into his final answer and this is the final I'm done I'm I'm walking off the podium after this. He didn't say that in the first minute of their of their post game interview that he thought it was this was premeditated as in he had already thought in his mind if we lose tonight I have this I'm going to make sure that I'm saying something like this at the end where there is no this is again this is just his interpretation. He doesn't have a Brian Windhorst, he kept emphasizing this. I don't know what his message was and what he meant, but this is what I believe. If that's the last thing you say at the end of your interview, they say, hey, two questions left. Hey, one qu- this final question. And he says that towards the end that he felt like, and then he still gave a little bit more to Dave McMenamin mm-hmm. after that. I think a little bit to Chris Haynes, asking right. for a little clarification. That he mentioned that, that was probably already in in LeBron James' head when he was having so he those walked comments. To the, just so I have it straight in my head, he he goes to the podium with, "I'm gonna." The last thing I do when I walk off of here is I'm gonna drop that ball. Yeah, that's a, it's it's uh, it's that was it's a strategic. Windhorse's interpretation was it was done in a way, and and the fact that it was done at the end to leave it ambiguous. To let, I'm gonna drop this at the end. It, it didn't happen three minutes in. It didn't yeah. happen four minutes in, or something like that. And um, look, whatever you want to do with that, I think that's an interesting. It's an interesting. But I think this: what do we want to do with it? That makes it even more interesting, right? Because look, if Brian Windhorst thinks that that's what happened, it's very likely that's what happened. He knows the he knows how to read the LeBron tea leaves probably better than anybody. He's been around him for a very long time, and if he if he senses that's what that was, I'm willing to believe that that's at least likely. Okay. So from his standpoint, from, from, yep. yeah. But again, when you're around somebody you? for that long, you start to know what they're thinking. You start to know how they operate. Why did he want to leave a big fat question mark at the end of it? If if it was done with that much prethought, why? Like mm-hmm. what what what's in it for the Lakers to do that? To to have that question mark be hanging there at the end? If and look. If it was Plan A, which is, I'm just—I don't, I don't know, man. I, I got a lot to think about. That's fine. That's. But if it was, hey, the last thing I'm going to say is, I'm, I'm going to leave everybody going. Wait, well, what did he say? That—that's a very different plan. Can, that can that is intentionally something? dropping a big fat wait. What at the end of it and walking out the door with kind of like, ah, well, let's see what you do with that. Can, it's just can, odd. The fact that it comes from Braun. I think is less of a surprise to me than if somebody else said it. Because I think with LeBron, because LeBron could do it. I'm not surprised he said it. I just want to know what it means. But he could, he could, you could be doing it. What made it so interesting was Braun kind of questioning whether he's going to play again or not. Yeah. 
that's what made it interesting. But I also don't think it's that much different than when he's in Cleveland and he's, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, you have a player option. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do. When he was signing those two-year deals, one-year guaranteed, one-year player option, I don't feel like it's that much different than that. The only threat now, and I don't want to call it a threat, but... Variable. Yeah, is I could potentially just not play. But nobody believes it. Literally, but nobody believes it. Literally, nobody believes it. They're, they're, I, I'm waiting for the first person says, "Guys, I'm telling you, I think there's a really good chance he doesn't come back." I guess that's the question: is is it necessary or is it not? Because could he it, hold out like a like a NFL running back style holding out? But what, what are you, you holding, holding out, out for? for? Wow. What are you holding out for? That was <laughs> you. That was I don't like know. Get, Kyrie, get someone else. I don't know. Um. But the only reason why I say there's no reason to hold out is because, and there's also not really much reason to tell us because you can just go to the front office and just say, listen, this is what it is. Welcome. Welcome. Either that's my point. Either my you're going to go point. get me what I want, or I'm not going to put my body through all of this again and give you 40, 10, and nine and play 48 minutes, and we can't win one game against the Denver Knights. I have no problem with him expressing his desires to the team. I have no problem with him expressing his desires publicly. N- neither. It's the ambiguity. It's the, this, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And everybody auto- automatically goes, well, we know he's coming back, so what does that mean? And we're left to guess. And and maybe the Lakers aren't. Maybe the Lakers have had the conversation and they know exactly what it means. But so why just attention? Is it just, I like being, I like, I like, look, I can appreciate the idea of kind of, I put the fish head on my wife's plate last night just to aggravate her. Just to get a reaction, right? So I understand the the impulse to just say, watch that. I want to get these people all worked up over nothing. Okay. If that's what it is, not no harm, no foul. But you, you know, it's funny. what if it's more meaningful than that? So two things here. The juice you've got out of the fish head today is amazing. That's incredible. Hey, that is <laughs> it's, it's a perfectly apt comparison. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I would say this. Remember when we Sometimes players say certain things and you're asking yourself, okay, is that going to help the front office or is it not? Is it going to hurt the front office? The Lakers were so desperate to make a trade to get Russell Westbrook out of here that that doesn't help when everybody knows that that you're just trying to get rid of this guy. Are you going to throw out the two draft picks? Are you going to go do this? Everybody knew that they were trying to get rid of Russell Westbrook. I'm sure that doesn't help you in November and December when you're months away of leverage, right? Does what Braun say, does that help the Lakers? Is it, does it does it hurt some of their leverage? Does it I'm just I'm using this as an example if don't you want some of this stuff kind of quiet? Don't you want some of this stuff not on uh, sports talk radio and all the national and this that I just don't know what the benefit is by letting us know. That's yeah, that's, that's it. what I've been saying. What what is the meaning of it all? What what's the value of it all? And I I don't think there is any, unless you just like to sow chaos. Which okay, fine. If you're the Joker in this situation, cool. But it's I don't think he's the Joker. I think it's much more calculating yeah. than that. All right. Um, the Dodgers and the Rays get going on another series tomorrow, and the teams when they played for the World Series a few years ago are not the same two teams they're going to play tomorrow night at the Trop. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So Dodgers get one of their few nights off tonight, Slee. Uh, they're headed to Tampa where they beat the Rays in the 2020 World Series, which is still, you tell me, okay. that feels like a long time ago to me. It's only three so, seasons ago, but it feels like ancient history. We had a, hey, did you see couple weeks ago and it was what's something that was not that long ago yeah but and it was COVID right where right. you and I directly went to COVID and we're like why does that feel it was 28 years ago but it was just a few years back and everything that fell in line during COVID around sports feels like a long time ago the Lakers winning a championship in the Orlando bubble I swear it was in 1999 it feels like it. So all this is, I think, associated. It goes with the Tampa and the Dodgers as well. And because it was so odd, just like the Lakers in Orlando was odd, the Dodgers and the Rays played in Texas. They played in Arlington yeah. in the Rangers ballpark, and the Rangers had nothing to do with it. And there were, I don't know, what was it, 10,000 people in the stands? Just, yep. It was just surreal. It made no sense at all that... I don't know. It, it does not feel like 1988 feels. It mm -hmm. does not feel like last year when the Astros won the World Series. It's just a normal kind of And season. it's okay it's, to say that. Yeah. Uh, some people don't like when you say that. It's not Just less. in general. It's, it's just different. Remarkably different. Yes. Like, let's not pretend. They, it was a 60-game season. season. You're playing in stadiums where there's nobody there. Never uh, played it, a home game. Never played a home. I mean, <laughs> just the, so the, weird. The only thing that you could say... Um, obviously, you didn't have a, a parade or anything like that as well. I mean, you could say people say, "Yeah, but you know, NBA." Okay, NBA, it's it's different too. But at least you had X amount of games already in the bank. You already kind of knew who the best teams were. It's a little bit different from that perspective. And then you got to Orlando, and you can shoot too high because there's a chandelier <laughs> above you because you're playing in a ballroom. So the Dodger team that's going to roll into Tampa, Tampa's the best team in baseball. They're about to win again today. They are just they're they're running away with the American League East as hard as that is to believe this early. And the other and every other team in the division is above 500 and they're running away with it. It's it's pretty remarkable. The Dodgers come in with a team that even though the World Series was only a few years ago, it's such a different team. Yeah. I, I just want to go through some of these guys that were mm. not just on the team that won the World Series, but played key roles on this team. And in, this is in alphabetical order, so not in, but Pedro Baez pitched big innings mm. for that Dodger team that year. Cody Bellinger, I don't even need to add anything, yep. right? Big hits in the NLCS and in the World Series along the way. Uh Victor Gonzalez is back now, but had been gone for the last couple of years. Another big name right there. Kike Hernandez. How important was he to what they got done? Kenley Jansen is gone. Joe Kelly is gone. Um, you look, Jock Peterson is gone. AJ Pollock is gone. Edwin Rios is gone. Corey Seeger is gone. Blake Trinan is not available right now. Mm -hmm. Justin Turner is gone. These aren't guys that were just on the team. These guys all had key roles in what they did. It was only three years ago. All of those guys are down the road. And while the Dodgers haven't won a World Series since then, they've mm -hmm. been in the mix every year. Mm -hmm. They've won the division or been in the playoffs every single year. This group of guys that's here, it's basically Will Smith, it's Kershaw, it's Mookie, 
Muncie, Taylor. It's like half of your guys and the other entire half of your roster is on other teams are out of baseball. It's extraordinary how they've been able to do it. Are you – I hate to ask this question this way, but I'll do my best to try. I remember coming into the season we said that there was some excitement around Dodger baseball because it was different. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a guarantee or a lock that this team's going to be encrypted. Let me put it this way. If the Dodgers right now were at 500, would you be shocked? No. Okay. I actually, I'm with you. I would yeah. actually thought what they're doing so far to me is much more surprising than I thought coming into the year. So the fact that they're having this much success. But 31 there, and 20. There was some excitement coming into this year because there was the unknown. Last year, you'd watch a Dodger game and it was three out of four games you're going to win. There was not much. That's it, right. And I'm not telling you that that's not good. What I'm saying is it's not that exciting because you have a good, you you pretty much already know what the result's going to be. This year is more exciting if you're a Dodger fan because there is that, I'm on a roller coaster and I don't know when it's going up and it's down and where it's churning and this, that, rather than I know exactly where I'm going. There's nothing really that exciting about it. I wake up in the morning and I know I get three meals a day and I get, you know, there's just, there's there's not that much that um, that throws you off. Yeah. This Dodger team, as you're saying, the way they competed, couple years back the way they compete every totally different team it's not just a totally different team it's more exciting because of the things that we're saying when you watch dodgers baseball today there's a little bit of unknown and that unknown i think is exciting is alman gonna have a great night is he gonna strike guys get this how's vargas gonna do what some of these young pitchers are again thrown in against the atlanta braves out of nowhere that makes it a more exciting brand of baseball and that to me is i think what makes it more Surprising. I, I can't wait to see what they do a week from now, a month from now, as we get a little closer to the, the All-Star break, because we're about a third of the way through the season, right? They've played 51 games, which is almost exactly a third of the season. And they're, like you said, they're better than I think anybody thought that they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And and not just, look, if you would have told me that they were 31 and 20, I would have believed you, and, but it would have thought that, well, then Mookie must be out of his mind. Freddie Freeman must be you know going crazy, and Muncie's back, and all these things, and Kershaw's been great. Some of those things are true. Some of them are not. It's, Julio hasn't been that great. Julio's been average for mm-hmm. him. Kershaw's been a little bit better than average for him, but... James Altman, who had him as an important part for yeah. the first third of the season, who had uh, Miguel Vargas as an important part, who had no Gavin Lux, right? Mm-hmm. That Miguel Rojas is yeah. doing these things. That you've got two kids. JD pitchers. Martinez had moments. Sure, it, it's it's just a weird mix of guys that could go bad at any point, right? Which it, which brings me back to what I was getting to. Do you do do you make a move? Do you try to say, listen, as good as Bobby Miller was, as much. Uh, optimism as we have for Gavin Stone and Ryan Pepio is going to come back at some point Kershaw is going to go down Julio is down May is down Bueller is down Noah Syndergaard is you know who knows right we got Tony Gonsolin is our rotation right now basically we got to get some guys you don't have to go get Corbin Burns from the Brewers who's you know one of the top level guy but we just got to go get a guy that can pitch five innings every fifth day, even if he doesn't win all these games. We just got to go get some guys. I think that's going to give you a little insight in how they view this team, whether or not they want to kind of stay in it by making some marginal moves or whether we're just going to ride this out and whatever else happens, happens, because this is a transition year. We are not going all we, – we know what we're going to go all in for when it's time to go all in for. Mm. We're not making a half measure right now. Yeah, I have a difficulty – I have a difficult time with this, and maybe this is 
why the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but when you're already this good, when you already see so much promise with a lot of the players that you have, when um, you're in the conversation every single year to potentially win a World Series, and this year is a is a more interesting one because I don't know where people thought, but there were more question marks coming into this year than there has been in the past. Why don't you try to like I, I I have a difficult time of why the Dodgers would not say, guys, there's enough talent here. Yeah. We can make a run. Okay, the short answer is we're gonna be here again next year too. And we're still in it even with this level. But I, I don't I don't like that. The, I'm, this is gonna go back to the conversation we had. I can't worry about next year. I could plan big picture, but I can't say I don't know what's gonna happen next year. Yeah. If I'm in the mix, do you think the Dodgers have had moments where last year is a bad example because they won 111 freaking games. Okay. But I have a difficult time. The rich getting richer in sports that happens. Yes. You got somebody that comes in out of nowhere and maybe they run the table, but if it's world series or bust every single year for the Dodgers and they have the infrastructure to make it happen, it is then how do you not say, I'm not going to take any chances? I don't care. Even if we got just a little bit better, I'm going to find a way to improve this team. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I think it's, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Al. I think the difference is, is that what their whole thing is, you can't win it every year, but you can be in it every year, right? That the randomness of the postseason, and I'm tired of hearing the Dodgers talk about the randomness of the postseason, but the random of the postseason, it is what it is. The way that you win it is by constantly being close to it. The way that you never win it is by being in no man's land, making bad deals doing things that only help you today or for the next couple of months. Like the Scherzer thing was short-term. We're going to get it done, but he's done. He's out. We're done. Trey Turner, we get him for another year. If we lose him, we got another guy. They always have multiple forks on the road that they never get caught into one fork, and this is all we can do. Whether or not you overpay in a moment, I think that's case by case. But they, the way that they play it is, we're just going to be in it every year. Eventually, it's going to turn. Eventually, that randomness is going to land on our side. I think that's what they're counting on. So somebody could make a case and say, your philosophy is amazing, but show me the end result. Yeah. No, it's not. And, th- and that's the only thing that yeah. I would say is, it's not like they had three rings over 10 years yeah. and said, guys, this is the way to do it. They got one. Otani. And that one is always the one that we go back to and say, 60-game season. Otani. Otani's the yeah. key to everything. Get Otani and the world is right. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It's time for everything we haven't gotten to today. Yes, it's time for the dump. All right, Slee, let's start with some NBA right here. The Celtics and the Heat will play game five tonight in Boston. The Heat, of course, are up 3-1 on the Celtics. The Celtics held off uh, elimination in game four to send it back to Boston. No Gabe Vincent in game five tonight. Which is a a key role player. He's been really good for them. Not not just because he's a gaucho, which I, of course, love, but he's been really, really good for them. He's got an ankle sprain. He's not going to play tonight. How interesting does it get if the Celtics win tonight? It's still not particularly interesting yet, yeah. but what if they win tonight? Let's let's play it out. They win tonight, next game Saturday. So you got another full day of everybody talking about Boston-Miami leading into the weekend. 
you have a Celtics team that starts growing momentum. Somebody, uh, Winhorse actually said this yesterday. He said that they've won four straight elimination games on the road. He okay. said that they're ten and eleven at home over whatever yeah, the stretch Warriors it was. Got them to win it all last year, right? That they're ten and eleven, um, ten and eleven at home. Which is such a weird record. He's like, how does a team get to the NBA Finals, be this effective, and they're 10 and 11 at home? But it also shows how many games they win on the road. This one is the home game. This one is the game that um, I think, again, people are not going to expect the Miami Heat to win. I think it, listen, it does get interesting because... It does if they win tonight. If they win tonight, (laughs) you start looking at... Roster top to bottom, which one's better? The Boston Celtics. It's the Boston Celtics. Sure it is. You start looking at, all right, well, if Jimmy Butler doesn't have, what if Jimmy Butler just doesn't have all that great of a game in Miami in game six? It's a good chance it can go seven. We've played this scenario a lot, a lot out with the Lakers because with the Lakers, they were up 3-1 in the first round. 3-1 in the first round. It's like, you better win this one. The Lakers delivered every time. Every time. Except when they got to Denver and Denver <laughs> just you know ended it. Um, I think it's very interesting if they win tonight. It's... So fast forward. It's game seven. It's back in Boston. Is it the Celtics series to lose at that point? Are are they the favorites at that point? Because everything you said, they're they're the number two seed. Yeah. They're at home, despite the fact that that's kind of a wonky thing. The 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 Heat will be well, I don't believe that Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler are regular guys. I think they're probably more immune to pressure than most. Letting a 3-0 series turn into a 3-3 series, I don't care who you are, you're feeling pressure in I'm that with situation. You on that. Who's who's the favorite? If you get to a game seven, I, I think no question about it, it's Boston. Because you just get listen, the momentum starts building up. You maybe start doubting yourself. Guys are now a little bit tighter. Role players become a little bit tighter. You're hot if you're the Celtics, because obviously to get to that point, you'll have to be hot. You have to be hot. Yeah. Now listen, there's still there's still a credible amount of pressure to on the Celtics to close it out. But Miami now would be in a position where. They would be the first time in NBA history they're going to be remembered as the team that gave up a 3 nothing lead. Emily, see if you can find this before. Has, has a 3-0 lead ever turned into a Game 7 before? There has. There's there been has? a few of them. Okay. I, saw, I saw a stat and on that. And the team that let three in a row go through their fingers who came back to Still win won. Game 7? Interesting. Yeah. wonder if that yeah, Game 7 has been times. on the home floor of the losing team before. It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, that there's there's a lot of variables in that one. Today is National Wine Day. We've talked about this before. The best beer, right? Is it that golf course beer? Is it that post-workout beer or whatever it is? Is there a best glass of wine? Uh, sunset at the beach, you know, at the beach house or something like Not that. Not bad. Like, while you can see the ocean, I think is a good uh, good one. Al, you got one? I got one. That I okay, kinda... I, I got one, and this isn't that type of setting, but I'll tell you when I really, really, truly enjoy a glass of red wine. Beautiful dinner, Saturday night, steakhouse. Like, there's that ambiance that I love. Your mm-hmm. girl's getting a glass of wine mm-hmm. as well. Um, the bread is coming out. The, that, to me, is like they all just fit perfectly together. They do. And I, that that is the preamble to the best glass. You get home, you want one more? And she says, yes, that's the best glass because that's, that's the important glass. <laughs> that, that's that's the one that's like oh, all right this is this is exciting because everything has been leading it's like yep okay 
We're getting that last bottle open. This is going to be good. That's the best one of the bunch. DirecTV is kind of sort of in the Sunday ticket business still. Uh, you, can, you can't buy it unless you own a bar or a business. On Thursday, uh, DirecTV and Everpass Media announced they would distribute Sunday ticket games to more than 300,000 business establishments in the United States, sports bars, casinos, restaurants, offices, through a new multi-year television rights package with the NFL. The contract begins uh, with the new fall season, so they've still got some sort of Sunday ticket action I, I'm the wrong person to ask this okay. because I've been covering the Rams since they came back to town. This will be mm-hmm. year number eight. I haven't gone to a sports bar to watch an, a Sunday's worth of NFL games in a really long time. Because I don't do it I'm either. Working. Yeah, I don't is do that, it either. Is that still like the thing that most people like to do or are more people consuming it through their home uh, on day on weeks that we have off i usually go watch it at a bar and stuff so it, but also this this thing is best for older bar owners who didn't want to have to deal with having one your probably TVs are not smart TVs. They're probably all connected to cable, and you can't get that YouTube TV on there. And just in general, I'm sure if you're a bar owner, you might be a little older and having to deal with YouTube TV on a Sunday morning when all these fans are like needing this game. Yeah, it'd be very difficult. I just remember as when I was my 20s and stuff before I have kids and all that. That was the that was what you went to do. You went and found your spot. Maybe you had your regular spot, and you went and watched games from ten o'clock in the morning until the Sunday night game ended, and you were there all day. I haven't done that in forever. I'm glad it still exists. I, I I'm, I'm with you. I think the NFL has also made I think sporting events in general. The experience is so good at home that I find myself at home for any of these events. People in Colorado still want to go to the game. University of Colorado football program. Single game tickets are six times more expensive than they were uh, for last season with a particularly high demand for its home opener against the University of Nebraska. Prime time. Right? I mean, it just took so long for somebody to take a swing with Dion at a big school like that. There has to be a... Dozen you schools are su- more kicking themselves. I was just going to say, are you surprised when the dust settled that just from a pure business standpoint that there weren't big-time schools? Look, Colorado's been – I know, they're in the Pac-12. I understand that. But they've also have not been a program anybody looks at and says, oh, watch out for this program. They were the single worst Division One team in football last year. I think there's like 123 of them. They were the 123rd college football program last year, the worst in the country. The uh, Carl Durrell effect. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know they're over under in Vegas right now is three and a half wins. I know. Yeah. But but that's the but Dion that effect. Matter. That actually speaks to Dion's power even more, doesn't yes. it? That oh, they're not expected to be does. good. If if you're Dion, do you want give me the worst team in one of the power five programs and I will start from scratch, or do you want, hey, here's a team that's middle of the pack? And that's an even better question, right? Do you Tennessee. go and take the bad team, well, or do you take a, the middle of the road team? You said their home opener is against Nebraska? No, that, that's the highest demand. Because the that's Matt Rule against Dion. I want to say they open up with Arizona State. No, no, no. They open up with somebody really good, like Georgia or somebody. They, oh, Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, they've TCU. got a TCU, TCU who was in the championship yeah, oh, yeah, game yeah. last year. Do you so, know the home opener for Colorado is against Nebraska? That's the highest ticket. Okay. The, their first game of the season is against TCU, TCU at there TCU. You go. Good luck with well, that. There's a 0 2 start. <laughs> Actually, well, no, no, no. They'll be Nebraska. Yeah. The the bloom goes off the rose pretty quickly if they still go three and eleven. Or, oh or yeah, the three, three and nine, nine, three yeah. and nine. You're still okay. Yeah, Dion's cool and all, but we still stink. They get Oregon how, this how many, year. They get USC this year. How many get, how many years before it's like, yeah, this doesn't work? No matter how famous you are, you still got to know what you're you doing. You know, I you're you're there for five good years. Not anymore. Man. I don't know. It's it's Colorado. 
they're they're not going to be in the uh, they're not following the the big schools to the pack selling tickets to the Big Ten. Yeah, it's I the mean, biggest. It's the biggest hire the that they've had. Yeah. All right, let's do a little super cross talk. All right, so on Thursdays we do our draft, right? We okay, do a little, it's a snake uh, draft. It's a, it's it's a, snake, a snake draft. draft. Snake draft. Yeah. Today's topic, Emily. How did we land on this? What Celtics was it? Celtics tonight. Celtics. Oh, the Celtics. Um, no, you're not allowed to root for the Celtics. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what it was. Yeah, it was that the Celtics are at least attempting to become the first team ever to come back 3-0. But teams that we love to root against. Yeah, like your favorite teams to root against turned into your favorite right, players right now or historically. Historically, the the one anytime, that, yeah. That this this is the one that no matter I just can't I can't get with because that. right now it's the Astros. Okay, that, I, I I see them on TV. I I it, they could be playing the Russians, <laughs> and I would root for the Russians. <laughs> and is it uh, Bregman specific or anybody? Does it have to be a 2017 member? That helps. <laughs> yeah, if, that helps. Yeah. If it's Bregman or Correa, well, Correa's gone, so I'll do But Correa, Correa was still getting booed oh, at Dodger Stadium as yesterday. if it happened yesterday. Yeah, well, if you guys ever meet Dusty Baker, he's just a great guy. He's impossible not to like. Everybody so I wish was. they wouldn't have hired Dusty because I, I have trouble rooting against him. But the Astros in general, screw you. Okay, so here are the three lists. Um, Al has Dean Spanos. Number one. Well, for you, that so would be. So it's team or yeah. people? Team yeah. or individual. Okay, Dean Spanish. Uh, Paul Pierce was his second selection. It's a perfect fit. You know, Paul it's Pierce with the Celtics. Inglewood native Paul Pierce? He's got weird. I think a lot of Laker fans don't like Paul Pierce. Number 12 is the Dodgers for Al as a San Diegan and as a okay. Padre fan. Pure jealousy. Yeah. I just want to yeah. point that out. Okay. There's a lot of jealousy. Emily has... Aaron Rodgers, who she loathes. She just, she just hates him. Stand it. She just can't do By it. By the way, I do think ESPN's way over the top on the amount of coverage Aaron Rodgers is getting right now. That it's like, true. I don't care that much. I, I, I mean, he's going to be the quarterback with the Jets, and they'll probably have a good year. I don't care what he's doing right now. Her second pick is, keep in mind, she's a UVA alum, yep. Okay, is Grayson Allen. Who she can't stand. Well, sure. a lot of people can't stand <laughs> <Sure>. him. <laughs> and then lastly, Tom Brady, because she's a Steelers fan. Okay. All right. Taylor's is the Yankees, Draymond Green, and Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. He's Sacramento King. Kings. Oh, okay. yeah. Over here. Doesn't like yeah. D-Fish. And then mine is Larry Bird, Russell Wilson, and the San Francisco Giants. That Larry Bird, because as Magic Johnson is my favorite player going up, going up against Bird was... He was the opposite of Magic in every possible way other than being a great player. I couldn't stand him, and he was really good, so right. you had to root against him. Russell Wilson is the least authentic human if being I've ever laid eyes on. If you think she hates Aaron Rodgers, you should just listen to him with Russell Wilson. And the yeah. Giants, I just all I have to do is think of Joe Morgan going around the bases with right. his hand in the air, and it drives me crazy. Right. Which one's the best? I I don't know if I would have picked I, – I think – the only one I would have picked that any of you guys picked is your Giants because yeah. I don't like the Giants. So I, I guess I would go with you. Who would be well, nobody list. picked just the Celtics in general. I took Bird. I thought Pierce was a good you enough. Got Pierce, mix. You got Bird. Yeah. Uh, no, I see. For me, 49ers are very close to really? the top. I hate the. 49ers. Okay, so Niners would be on your list. Yep. Do you have two more that that Astros would be on my list? Okay, there's two. Those are two. <laughs> two Astros really good are good. Ones. Astros and Niners. A player, mm. player you just despised. Barry Bonds. Okay, there's your three. Really despise Barry Bonds. Ireland? Um, the Astros would be number one. 
Cedric Maxwell would be number two. <laughs> he's the Celtics radio analyst, and he's just a pain in the ass. He's a great guy, but he's a pain in the ass. And it, it, it's so fun to watch him he lose. He and Michael, right? Oh, yeah. Michael. Oh, they, they, and they just – basically, when Slee's doing the pregame show, if those two end up on the mic at the same time, Slee can go go get well, a drink. Well, Cedric's just trying to get to his seat, and then they make eye contact. I'm like, all right, there's 15 minutes. You guys were back. in Boston one year when I was doing it. And right. what you just described happened. So I'm back here in L.A. <laughs> yeah. You guys are in Boston, and I hear my, and Michael and I are doing the show together. And I hear Michael start yelling at somebody, and yeah. I'm like, "What? What's, what's going on?" And it's Cedric Maxwell. And next thing I know, he sat down. I think he put your headset on, and and he's he talked. They talked for 15 minutes, and they just argued with each other. It was terrific. Nice. I, I can tell this story now. It was not funny when it happened, but one year they got into it for and- real. No, well, they. It's always it's it's joking, but it's not. They they. There's some shots there. Yeah, they they just it's it's a game of one-upmanship, and so <laughs> we were we were not good. It was one of those years when we weren't good. And Cedric Maxwell goes, "Wait, Michael, get up here and you can kick your ass kicking." And Michael goes, "Yeah, let's see what you say next year when we get Anthony Davis." And we didn't have Anthony Davis yet. And Michael and I got thrown into a meeting on an email chain like, you guys can't say that. How long after did Anthony Davis show up? Was it the next season? Either that or two years. (laughs) I can't remember. But it was Michael was out of ammo, and that's where he went to. And it's like all of our bosses said, you can't talk. That was the beginning of you can't talk about players on other teams. Mm. Like, just you can't even say their name. Because no, you can say their name. You just can't if they're speculate. Under, yes. if they're you can't under, say, if I'd love in, to have Anthony Davis on my team someday. Not if you're a team employee. Really? Magic got fined $500,000 for complimenting Giannis. Hmm. In other words, Magic was our, at the time when Magic was running our team, yeah. and somebody said, hey, Magic, what That's do you think of Giannis? Ridiculous. And Magic said, I'm surprised you guys don't remember this. Something Magic like, said, I think Giannis is one of the great young players in the game today, and I think he's going to lead Milwaukee to a championship, yes. and any team would be lucky to have him. And the Bucks said, did the Lakers GM just say any team would be lucky to have them? That's tampering. And NBA goes, you're right, $500,000 fine. And so that was the beginning of don't talk about a team. But, but Cedric Maxwell, is, it's just so fun when they lose, which is why I was so <laughs> mad this year when they didn't call that foul on LeBron. Oh, yeah. 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 Won the game. I, oh, oh, the regular the, season yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who my third one would be. It'd be Astros, Max. And was it Bruin? Is there no SC factor in no, this? No, I actually like when SC's good and then UCLA takes them down because you, if USC's having a bad year, they just wallow in it. But if they're having a great year and UCLA beats them, it's just they're they, they're like, I can't believe we lost to those well, guys. Well, this is the thing that I was talking because he initially, Paul Pierce was actually a replacement pick. He picked the Clippers to start. Oh. And and like the Clippers are never in the Lakers' way in the grand scheme of things. I know they can't beat them of late. Right. But generally speaking, well, why they're not are they in the so Lakers annoying? Way. That's what I'm asking you. They're just annoying. They're, they're very like, annoying. They're like a, an insect. Do you have that? Your, it's no. like, I, 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 they, I literally, the amount of time I, think about the clippers is less than 10 seconds <laughs> but you're when maybe when i'm doing the game uh they, they just don't i i matter of fact Slee, i'm surprised what's annoying about them i i just they're just there i mean they might as well be street lights okay, not for, spotlights. First, first off yeah. they have owned the lakers for well that is true they have yeah but, but they haven't owned those them wins in in the playoffs in meaningful games because right. they've never played each other sure i don't know even michael do you remember that time michael said that I think the conversation came up where 
it looked like the Clippers could potentially get to the NBA Finals. I think the Celtics were in the mix, and it was if it's Clippers Celtics, who would you rather see lose, or who right. would you rather see win? And Michael said he'd rather see the Celtics win than the Clippers win because again, go back to this annoying this that. I disagreed with that. I didn't yeah. agree yeah. with that. But you the Clippers are annoying. No, the Celt- championships are meaningful to the Celtics, 100%. and they would have won more than us. 100%. Yeah, I if mean, the I Clippers don't... win a championship, it'll be like that year 2002 when the Angels won a championship. <laughs> exactly. it, it'd be like a, a parade at Disneyland and about a week of us talking about the Angels, and then they're right back to being the, yeah, Angels. the little brother to the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't hate the Clippers. They just suck. That's the way I view it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's the correct. Yeah, it's accurate, and the the your feelings are correct. The, yeah. ni- the Niner one, I have oh, felt I it with Niners. you. I oh, felt it with I you, and Niners. Jorge coming in with his full oh, Niner stuff. And he's that's playing good... his village people. Oh, San Francisco. <laughs> And he's got. Does he have a? Uh, I thought oh, maybe he had no. his poncho. Sometimes he wears poncho. Niner, Niner poncho. Yep. Yeah. So, I I just. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the Angels. I uh, we played some of what you're talking about with Otani yesterday. Yeah. There's no set of circumstances where if the Angels said, "Listen, we got We got. We're thinking about moving them. You make us an offer. You're not making any offer. You're waiting to the end of the season." I would make a low ball offer. I would I would give him like a bunch of prospects and see if they bite. But I would not give up a lot of frontline talent when I can get them for free in six months. Well, you might be able to get them for free in six months. Right, well, you're, you're one of several bidders. But even if you trade for him, you still might be able to get right. Him. But the, the what you why give up assets for him now? Because you get him right. That Al had a great analogy earlier today where he said that you there's this girl that you really wanted to take out for a very long time, and she says, "Yeah, I can go out with you on Saturday." You say, ah, "I don't know, man. I, Tuesday works a lot better for me." She says. All right, fine, but I'm going to go out with somebody else on Saturday. In the meantime, right? I, that I, is a good analogy. Yeah, like I, okay, what if I they don't, click? I love that chemistry. Just go, or... just go have a fling and then come back to us. <laughs> but what if she marries the guy she went out with on Saturday? Yeah. That's the part that scares me. Yeah, see, it doesn't. I, I don't. What I want is Otani. And still having all the good stuff. Of course. That's the I, best I mean, option. I don't want to trade out. I don't, I I don't tra- want to trade. I don't think there is a scenario where he doesn't go to market at the end of this year. If he gets traded today to another team, that may give that team an inside track to mm-hmm. him, but I still think he's going to market. I don't think there will be an announcement, hey, Shohei Otani got traded to the Giants, and he's having such a good time, Signing he's a agreed to a deal. 10-year yeah. deal I, with I don't the think so either, but it also could be that scenario that you just created. At the end of the year, the Giants get hot, they go to the World Series, they go make a playoff run, and he realizes, hey, I really love San Francisco. This kind of wasn't on my radar to begin with. I'm still going to go see what everybody else says, right? but I really did like it here. Okay, That's the one that I'm trying to avoid. What you've described exactly is what happened to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard got traded to Toronto. They gave up good players. DeMar DeRozan, one of them. And they won. And they won the title. And Kawhi went to market anyway and said, I don't want to live in Canada anymore. I'm coming down Wouldn't here. the Raptors do that 10 out of 10 times again? For a championship? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No question about right. it. Right. Yeah. But, no but question about it. If you're, to Mason's point, if you give up, and like Mason one day was trying to make the argument, well, I would refuse to give up Will Smith. If no you way. If you say, <laughs> if you no. say I would refuse to give up and then mention any one no. player, no. and it's for Otani, you're wrong. Yes. Okay. Uh, Will Smith's great. 
For Otani? You're refusing yeah. to give well, up I'll, I'll, I'll here's, drive here, him to Anaheim here's right. the one. Here, I would literally, I, I would say, right. Will, I love you. <laughs> We're getting Otani. But wait till the end of the year and keep your second best hitter. But here, here's the, can I, I'll say this. This is the one thing that the Dodgers can do that nobody really else can. Watch this season as a perfect example. If it if it's not that player that's coming up through the system, they probably got another player right behind him. And I'm not telling you, I'm not saying you wouldn't give up a tremendous amount of value. Is the Dodgers are going to get more players through the minor league system based upon what they do, how they do it, who they take right. chances They're on? They're stocked. They're stocked, and they're going to continue to be stocked because it's the same organization finding ways to crop players. But I, I, I want everybody to get their head around something. And Mason fell for it with the Will Smith thing. It, there is no player ever no. in the history of the game that's as good as this guy. Whatever player you have in your mind, I would never trade. Ted Williams. Uh, no, who's the guy in Atlanta that's the favorite for the MVP this year? Acuna. Tomorrow, yeah, they would right. trade him for oh, yeah. time. Of course they would. Tomorrow. But yeah. my point was that they're much more likely, the Angels are much more likely to want Diego Cartaya. Of, co- of course they are. And that's look, the guy they're going to want. Look, but, if, uh, but again, I don't want to trade any I'll of them. I don't further. want to trade Will Smith. I don't want to trade Dustin said, May. I don't want to trade Bobby Miller. I don't want to trade any said, of them. we need Bobby Miller, James Outman, and Will Smith. I'm thinking about it. Hard. I, I'm not hanging Hard. up on him on anything. Right. Now, the question, Mason just set up the right question, though. If you can get them for nothing, for not giving up any assets, why, wouldn't, why uh, wouldn't you do because that? Because that's not a guarantee. That is the best scenario. Nobody's arguing. But it's not a guarantee even if you trade right. for him, Trev. It's more likely. I think it's more, more likely. More. I, I think significantly Isn't he more. going to market? Right, so, Trev, I can't I, remember I if you were working zero. for the Angels when this happened. I have a difficult time thinking. This no scenario played out with Mark no. Teixeira in the prime of yeah, his career. Sure. The Angels I said, we're going to trade for him now. He came in. He was good. He was Very He good. was Mark Teixeira. Yeah. They got to the playoffs and laid an egg. But then Teixeira. Yankees. Right. Yep. So what would keep Otani from doing that? Because the Angels did not have a consistent this Angel team. I'm right. not talking about the Teixeira team. This, yeah. this era of Angel baseball has proven that they're not going to be the team to set you up for the future. What he's looking for, the reason he's going to market, is he wants to place, be in a place where they have a chance to win year after year after year. There's a handful of those, but there's only one that can say over the last 10 years we've been in it every single time. Right. That if you're here, not only are we going to be in it, we're going to be in it with or without you, but with you, we're not only going to be in it, we're going to be but in to it. Mason, but to Mason's making- point, if, if that's the case... Why give up anything if you're the right? In other words, if that's what he's looking for, a situation where ten scenario. of ten right. years, but he's you in just the said that the Dodgers have that advantage. The Dodgers, I think, get him whether they do it or not. I think they're the heavy favorites, regardless. I just want to remove the variable of her going on a date with somebody else. Well, but, but here's and why: you might have the, the, the guy on Tuesday. She's going to go out on a date with. He's got a good job. He's got <laughs> the resume. He's got this. He's got all that. But she had really good chemistry with him on Saturday. By the way, we've got to be that. ready for something else. The rogue owner who goes just crazy, like the I, like who's the guy and who owns the Mets now? Steve Cohen. Cohen. Steve Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. All right. So Buster said the other day that he thinks Otani could command six hundred million. Mm-hmm. What if Cohen comes in and goes, "Here's seven hundred and fifty million." Then you let him go. Right. Then you let him go. Right. But I'm just saying that could happen. All right. By the way, the crazy thing about Cohen, and yeah, I think he could totally do that. He pays a hundred percent tax. I know. So in other words, if you if you if you pay Otani fifty million dollars for next year, it's a hundred oh out gosh. of Cohen's pocket. Yeah. Right, it's but to, to, to Mason's tax. point, he if, doesn't care if that's out there. If the possibility of a rogue owner is out there, like that time, who was it? Tom Hicks that paid A Rod two hundred fifty million when yeah. there were no other suitors. Right. Yeah. 
Um, if that, if the Kevin pl- Brown with the Dodgers, yeah. they did oh, that if too. the possibility yeah. exists that one of these owners is going to go, you know, crazy, then Mason's right. Don't give up anybody. Then, then because if there if there it, is but, a rogue owner, he's going to go you, rogue whether you trade for I, him or you, not. The scenarios hmm. you guys are laying out are the reasons not to do it, but. Nobody knows the future, and the only thing I, I want more opportunities to keep him. I think your opportunities are better with him in your building. You got a better chance to win the World Series this year, even if he leaves the Kawhi Leonard plan. I don't think that there's a ton of downside in taking a big swing with. Did that you guy. and Bergman have a scrap today? Yeah, they I, we heard about this. Yeah, they fought. It was ugly. Was I? I heard it was rough. I heard yeah. somebody well, threw, Trev, somebody, somebody <laughs> throw a battery. I heard somebody <laughs> throw a battery. Battery. That's that's minor league compared to a trophy. Come on, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, I was looking around to make sure there weren't any. No, somebody sent me a tweet that and it was somebody good. Oh, Crypto Ray says that you and I are beefing. Are we beefing? Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, throw down. Yeah, about what? Let me know what we're are beefing we? about. Oh, you're know. beefing about LeBron. Oh, yeah. You always like Travis is like building a a, a track to run LeBron out of town. Well, you're not, on and not as much lately. No, I. It's I, been I, a couple I know days. You want to get it's out of the LeBron business yeah. sooner than most. I don't but, like that LeBron felt the need to strike a match on his way out the door this time. I just, it's like, what, what are we doing here? What well, are we doing here? Like, you're what? just, you're just, you're not a LeBron guy. Russell Wilson. LeBron. No, like, I did not draft LeBron. I drafted Larry Bird. That's right. I just That's think, right. I think the look. If the Lakers That's know right. exactly what he wants behind closed door, great. That's fine. Then he can go antagonize people on Twitter with my, or with these cryptic remarks. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. But if he's really doing the, I don't know, just to see what it is. Okay, what do you want? Well, I don't know. Tell me what you got. I I, I can't stand that stuff. I can't stand it. And well, that's wait, been if you have leverage, why not use it? It's fine. But use it use it. I'm not saying you don't go to them Just privately. Just don't do it publicly. Yeah. yeah go okay. go to them privately it. and What's say, the advantage of I telling want, us? I want this. Yeah. Okay, fine. No problem with that. Even saying it publicly, fine. But this if I don't know what you want and you keep telling me you better do what I want, what do you want? Well, you just you better. Well this hey, ha- how am I supposed to deal with that? By the way, I know you guys are getting out of here, but this played out with Kobe. Until Kobe went nuclear, right? Hmm. The Lakers didn't trade for Pau Gasol. When Kobe went nuclear and said, I'll play on Pluto, I want to be traded, Although, all of a sudden, here comes Pau Gasol. But it's a weird place to use your leverage. I think that's what's in it. I think it is a and leverage play. It's just a weird place to use it. It's a weird place to use it. And Kobe, when he did what he did with Pau, was still in the prime of his career. Right. LeBron is at the end of his career. He's going into his 21st season in the league. So the leverage is different than hey i'm still the best player on boy the i gotta Give separate you guys there is a lot of yeah, it's ugly we do it's ugly maybe travis with berg then with john travis you are some crappy you're having a bad day i'll create something Come on, man it's a disney what, company send me the three things you like and i'll say something crappy about excellent we'll do that perfect super crosstalks powered by in and out burger that's what a hamburger is all about we'll see you tomorrow